Bridge is on a gospel-led mission to transform the foster care landscape in Ohio. We're here to raise awareness and empower churches and communities to step into action by supporting vulnerable children and families in their local communities. In this podcast, we'll be shining a light on stories of hope, redemption, and transformation, and sharing practical ways that you can step in and get involved. Welcome to Restoried, a podcast by Hope Bridge. Well, welcome back to Restoried. Um, all of us are here with you again, so you don't always get this treat, but it is Christmas after all. Special treat for all of you. Yep. For all of you who are on the nice list. Mm-hmm. And of those course. of you who are on the naughty list, well, we're going to work at getting you on the nice list. <laughs> it's just God's grace that you get to hear it too. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Let's start with an icebreaker, guys. So they can continue to get to know us. Okay. Favorite Christmas movie and why? In our family, we love White Christmas. And I say that because, well, okay. Have you seen White Christmas? I have. Maybe. Okay. Well, then that's like an old one, right? Yeah. Um, But I'm talking about like my family of origin, not my family my immediate family now, but I have two sisters. My mom has two sisters. My grandmother had sisters. And in that movie, there's an infamous scene where they sing a song about sisters. And so it's just been, aren't they wearing blue dresses? Yes. I've seen I, that. Yes, video. I yeah. Have a song. Yeah. And so for generations in our family, we just love that movie. We sing that song, even not at Christmas time. So going to give us a version of it now. Yeah. Are you yeah. going to sing it? Or? <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I don't want to sing either. So. My family now, I'm sorry. My family now it. is um, home alone. I mean, I have an eight-year-old son who just reminds us so much of Kevin. Uh, my husband loves home alone. We were young when that came out. Uh, we play the songs all year round. Um, yeah, it's just... We're a home alone family. That's us too. It's classic. We're home alone. Yeah. We are putting up our Christmas tree, decorating with home alone playing. And then we move on to home alone too, lost yep. in New York. And yep. it's equally as good as the first. And you just don't get that anymore. You no. know, in our childhood, at least you, the second version of a movie was never like it is now for kids with like toy story one, two and three and right. four a third are all good. Home alone? There was, yes, kids but that came night. out later. Okay. But not like, the, not the same. Think yeah. about like Aladdin and Aladdin two. Like I didn't even know. Right. There was I was going to say there's an Aladdin or like two. Right. Lion King one and a half. Like yeah. that's what we had as yeah. kids. Those are But like home alone one and two. I mean, they were equally yep. good. Yeah. 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 I can sit down and watch either one of those and be just as satisfied. Yes. Yeah. Three. I had no interest in. No, it's a different Kevin. It is. Is yeah. his name even Kevin? I don't even know, but my kids watched it, so I'll ask them. <laughs> Can't beat Macaulay Culkin. Though, no, right? So. He just got a star. Yeah, on the Holly on the Walk yeah. of Fame or whatever. And the it's called. the actress that played his mom, yes, was uh-huh. there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Uh, we just watched Home Alone with uh, my son Malachi for the first time, and and Samuel, and they loved it. So, but it wasn't a cr- Christmas tradition yet for us. Uh, for us. I mean, we've always, I've always really liked Rudolph, like the claymation one. That's okay. like classic. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know something about it. 
just I remember way back in my childhood, and I mean, we just always watch every year, and it's just a classic. It's yeah. funny. It's got the Island of Misfit toys and just all the different stuff with it. I, I don't know. Just something about That's it. That's a good one. We haven't watched that one. I'll have to introduce my kids to that. I mean, they do love the original Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one, too. That's a, that is classic. That's a hot movie in our house. Okay. Well, um, this episode, we are just kind of welcoming the Christmas spirit, and we are <laughs> reflecting on our first official year as Hope Bridge, and um, calling this come and see what God has done because that is really our 2023 in a nutshell as an organization. Um, we feel like God has just been on the move and at work. And when we sit down with others or talk as a group with each other of um, all that has happened in one short year, we have no other explanation than God did it. God brought mm-hmm. the team, God brought the people, God developed the programs. And so we want to share with all of you all that God has done this year. So we're each going to be sharing um, an impact story, something that's impacted us this year, that's encouraged us to continue in this work and to continue developing these programs and stepping into the hard places. And um, yeah, we'll each just be sharing what we have brought from this year and how it's impacted us. Anyone want to go first? I just am still trying to wrap my mind around the fact that this is the end of the year and that we've been doing this for a year. It's, it's true. It's, it's crazy as I've been, um, which we can link in the show notes. I've been putting together an end of year impact card to just give some statistics to see visually of who we've impacted, how many and things like that. It was very humbling to put those numbers all on one graphic together and see what each program has done and collectively how we've impacted people through all of the programs and initiatives together. So that's exciting. I've just been amazed that um, it seems something happens. We're impacted. We're like, this is amazing. And then we move on to a new month and there's something else that's amazing. There's something new that's happening. And we always have things going on that, I can't even keep up half the time just mm-hmm. to see the way God's moved and brought people and and the connections we've made that seem coincidental. Um, but you know that God's behind the scenes making those connections. And it's yeah. just not uncommon to meet somebody and say, hey, how are you doing? And they share a need. And then all of a sudden, I remember somebody I just talked to that can fill that need or is in the same place. Uh, situation or has been in that situation. And just to see the way that we've been able to make connections, again, that seem coincidental that we just happen to know about or happen Mm -hmm. to hear about. And just to see how God cares about every single detail Mm -hmm. of the lives of the families that we're involved in. Yeah. And nothing goes unnoticed. And it's been so exciting just to be a small part in that, you know? Yeah. So I'll piggyback off of that with mine because, um, just as I was reflecting on impactful stories and people throughout the year, um, when we first, I mean, we kind of officially launched in January sort of, um, and also kind of around mobilize in March. And, um, one of the very first people that I was connected to that needed support, um, she found herself involved with the 
child welfare system and her children were being removed. Um, and she was connected to a church that was connected to me. And so, um, we just sort of stepped in with her and this is one of my impact stories for this episode. But, um, and so it was really just this, I feel like God has done a lot of opening doors that we weren't really anticipating. (laughs) And then we've been asked to step through them, even though we kind of weren't planning to go that direction. And this was one of those from the very beginning. So it was February. I was connected with her and um, just sort of started to be a support role in her life, um, helping her navigate the system, helping her understand what this court hearing meant. Um, I went to her um, parenting evaluation with her because she was having problems getting that even scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from the very beginning of Hope Bridge, I was just starting to see that side of the story with a biological family member navigating the foster care system. I had had the experience as a foster parent navigating it and seeing the ins and outs of you know, what's difficult about it, what's easy to navigate. And um, so this was my first real life um, walking with a parent through the very beginning stages of having your children removed and starting a case plan. And so that was kind of like my jump into the preventative side of things, even though we were kind of past that point and the county was involved. And so it really became this, like, I'm going to support this mom and help her understand what, you know, what they're asking of her, what everything means. And then we're going to help try to get her kids back. And so that's really what we did. And, um, through that, we got their church on board. Now they've launched care communities and, um, this church has continued to walk with her, even, even coming to County appointments with her to be supportive. And so it's been this really cool picture of the church getting it and having a real life scenario to actually walk through and get firsthand experience and understand. Um, and where it's then become this hope bridge partnership of their, the church is coming to us asking, how can we support them? How can we wrap around them? What does this mean that they're going through? Um, and then it's allowed hope bridge to, have that open door to build that relationship with the church and to introduce the care communities. And then Brian started working with them on that aspect of launching these care communities. And um, this mom and her husband then are working a case together. And now these kids are reunifying. We're at the end of the year. Their plan is to have them home um, on protective supervision or something like that for Christmas. And um, they get to reunify with their kids with this whole care community wrapped around them. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's been super impactful to see this, like at the beginning of the year when we were launching as an organization and I had the opportunity to step into this, it felt really hopeless and it felt really dark for this family but God has used so much of it for good mm-hmm. and they, um, and I'm not discounting the the pain and the trauma that everybody went through with this case. Um, but where they're, where they are now and the support that they have now, because the church 
got it Mm -hmm. and they saw the need and they stepped into the mess with them. Um, I mean, they're in such a good place. Um, They have stable housing. They have um, a person from the church helping with their budgeting. They have just people wrapping around them for their specific needs as a family. And um, that's just been so exciting to see because um, that's what we're all about Mm -hmm. is these intentional relationships, helping churches understand how to meet these needs because they're there in your church, whether right. you see it or not. Yeah. And then seeing the church actually get it and step in to fill the need. Yeah. And so that's been really, really cool for our first year. Yeah. I think talking about care communities and, you know, our church launched the first care community through Hope Bridge earlier this year. And we had two teams wrapped around two different families And so when the third family reached out to me and said, hey, I need to talk to you, I I received a text message. She said, "Uh, we're taking some relative children, you know, they're coming to our home. And I'm a little overwhelmed. And I told her, welcome to foster care, you know. We were immediately able to set up a support team around their family. And that's been huge Mm -hmm. for them to have the support that they needed immediately available to them made up of people that they already loved and cared for, you know, their family and their friends wrapping around them. And so, you know, I agree having that support is crucial, not only for our vulnerable families, but kinship families Mm -hmm. um, and our foster families that we're now supporting with these care communities. Yeah. That's been huge. Just that dream of getting the church back involved Mm -hmm. um, where they need to be. Yeah. Without those communities around them, like, how much more difficult would it have been for that family there or for the family taking in kin and like, man, the weight and the chaos and the burden that comes with it. And like, how do you handle and navigate all this stuff when you actually have people around you supporting you, loving you, gives you some time to put brain space into those Mm -hmm, things, energy into those. And like just seeing like the church being the church community, being family for you. And like, yeah, what that does to like walk with us and to support us and to like give us that edge that we can actually like accomplish really good things in that. Um, It gives people back some margin. Yeah. And um, whether you're a primary family in a vulnerable place, a foster family or a kinship family. Yeah. That care community piece. I feel like that is the biggest gift of it is it gives you the margin that you need, whether it's mental margin, just to sit down and make some appointments or, um, or just being seen. I mean, yeah. That emotional margin to have community that's with you in it. Yeah. Our house was chaos. Like seriously, nothing picked up stuff everywhere. And someone was bringing us a meal we're able to clean up our house before they got there because, Hey, we don't have to make a meal and prep and all that right. stuff. Like they gave space and yeah. it gave pressure, you know, to clean it up before they can. <laughs> but, <laughs> you got it done. Yeah. You may not have gotten it done otherwise. Right. Right. I think, um, you know, talking about being with people in their hard places and their stories, we've had a couple of families this year that were, um, under investigation. And a lot of times you'll hear uh, people say, if you are a foster family long enough, it's not if you're investigated, it's when. Mm -hmm. 
And most times they're unsubstantiated. A lot of times, you know, a handful of times they are just depending on the family, but um, it can be a very nerve wracking thing. It, you know, whether or not it's substantiated, it's a long process. It's a nerve wracking process. And, you know, this year I had the privilege of sitting with a family during their initial investigation. Um, it was all day long, but yeah. you learned a lot. I did, but a lot, a lot, but the, just the privilege of being invited into somebody's story, that confidence that they had, that we would sit there and support them. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything but sit there. I, you know, I, I wasn't there to, to manipulate the situation. I wasn't, I was just there to be their support. And when they were asked, you know, who are, who was your support when it comes to your parenting or just in life, the mom said, I have a group of foster and adoptive moms. They're my support. I love and that, that was huge. Mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, like, that's not a small thing. It's no. not. And sometimes, you know, we have events that seem, I don't know, they might not seem impactful. We don't have hundreds of children. Sometimes we're serving just the, just the moms. I say that in quotations, but it really does make a difference. I had one mom say to me during one of our mom's night out events, do you realize how many children you're impacting when you do these things for us? I'm like, wow, like that is, Mm -hmm. you just, you don't realize the impact you're making by even spending time with one mom, showing you care, listening to them, seeing them where they're at, you make a difference on the entire family. Yeah. And I know a lot of people want to see the children they're serving, or they want to see all these children, or they want to touch the children, but sometimes just serving the moms or the dads makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And so that's been neat to see God do that. It's that ripple effect Mm -hmm. for the whole family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've thought about what you were saying, Nicole, so many times this year of just, even though it's so hard at times, but what an honor and what a privilege it is to be with some of these families and these individuals and single moms, you know, Mm -hmm. for some of them on the worst day of their life. And just what an honor that is to to have been chosen by God to be in this role and to get to do all of this hard and messy stuff. But it's just crazy. And to hear, you know, our, one of our single moms said to me, you know, this house that we're living in is the first time I've ever been able to let my child play in the backyard Mm -hmm. without, you know, having to worry about what was going to happen to them. And just the, the things that we're giving people safety, security, stability, you know, healthy supports around them. Those are huge, yeah. huge yeah. things. They're huge. And they're um, things that things that people that have that so easily take for granted. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I think that alone has impacted us as we've witnessed that this year is just how much we, we can take for granted of the healthy support system or yeah. the safe yard or, Yes. Just um, the stability of the daily rhythm for our family and things like that, that we're helping these single moms that we're connected to or other vulnerable families we're connected to. We're helping them see their need for that and develop that. And um, yeah, in in turn, it's impacting us mm-hmm. to be grateful and be reminded of um, all that we have to be thankful for. We had an opportunity to work with a kinship family and the grandfather that's caring for several of his grandchildren. And when those kids saw 
I don't even know if I can talk about it without getting emotional. They were just grateful. It's still fresh. Yeah. It's still very fresh. They were grateful to have beds, to have a bed to sleep in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 The way God just orchestrated that whole situation for them when I think there's many times that we hesitate or pause and we don't jump right into something and we don't understand why, but this was one of those situations where we knew about this family several months ago and didn't do anything immediately until it was the right time. And we saw the the impact of that. And um, God cares for every single child. And I think something I'm learning, and it's especially hard as we, we hear these hard stories We see children going back into really tough situations. We don't understand why things are working out the way that they do. But yet reminding ourselves that God knows even the number of hairs on their head. You know, he cares for each and every child and giving them a safe place to sleep when they didn't have one or giving them stability when they didn't have stability. And we have a front row seat to it all. Which has been amazing mm-hmm. and humbling. Hit me with the tissue. <laughs> <laughs> We're quickly learning that Melanie's our crier. Oh, she claims she wasn't. Legit, before I Hope never Bridge. was. Literally, <laughs> we've just put her in an emotional role. Yeah. No, it's just something inside me is just cracked wide open and it's leaking out. This is this is the new. <laughs> it's a beautiful Mel. thing. Beautiful thing. Mel. Meet Mel. Right. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Uh, yeah. So thinking about just uh, it's been a wild year for me. Like, um, so thinking about where I was a year ago, I would be selling nails and staples to contractors that come into the store I worked mm-hmm. at and uh, volunteer at mobilized conference yeah. with my wife and then, Hey, Brian, you interested in a, a job, you know, and working here and just how incredible it is to see God work in that way. And so that'd be my first impact story of just like the way God provided uh, to work here in this space um, to see what God's doing here and just to like how he moved. Cause I was not looking for anything. I wasn't like unhappy necessarily, but God was definitely moving and orchestrating things this way. And so um, that's been pretty cool to, be here and be involved in this way and, and working with churches that's also just a big passion yeah. of mine. And so seeing how God placed that. Um, the other thing that's been really cool is like working with churches mm-hmm. and seeing like my home church, like really coming on board and getting ready to start up um, care communities and just more of a awareness and support and like people getting excited and like mm-hmm. coming to me and saying, Hey, we want to work with Hope Bridge. We want to step in in any way we can. Like let's, Let's do this. Um, seeing your church step in as well around um, family you talked about and the other families that are at there at the church doing foster care mm-hmm. and like seeing, I, I don't know, just seeing the community come together, supporting those families and, and seeing how God's working to support and to lift up and to encourage and to make space for life and mental capacity and all those things like I maybe don't have specific stories and like this one person yeah. did this, but like just as a whole, like it gives me a lot of hope and excitement of just like what, what God's doing and how he's moving in this space mm-hmm. and anticipation of like what's to come. Cause it seems yeah. like it's, it's building. Yeah. So it's just really exciting. I feel like it, 
has just been so sweet to see that piece, that church engagement piece develop more and more this year because, um, you know, when Nicole, when you launched foster our community, it was very quickly that you saw this isn't a need I can fill by myself with volunteers. This is a much bigger need that we need the church to help with. And so then it's just kind of been one obedient step after the next that seemingly were small in the moments, but God was purposefully leading the way to this whole church engagement program. Mm -hmm. Now where we're helping equip churches to know what does it look like to step in? What are the needs in your church? Mm -hmm. What families are vulnerable and need you to wrap around them? And um, yeah, it's just really cool to see that come to fruition a little bit. Um, We wasn't the goal to launch eight care communities this year. And we met that. Was ten, that 10? Okay. So, so we're close. We're lacking. Somebody step up. Right now. <laughs> Come on. We're celebrating all that God has done. You know, I we had a Christmas party Sunday uh, at our church for our families that were serving. And one of our volunteers, who's head of the, one of the um, advocates for the care community or family advocacy ministry, the care she took in each detail in planning this event, I was blown away. We sat down to a table with fresh pine and fancy plates, and everybody was in their pajamas because it was pajama and PJ party, but just the details and the care. for. And I looked at all these families, the one family that helped inspire us to start Foster Our Community, that helped me realize the need for the churches to wrap around. They were sitting at a table with me, being loved on and cared for, mm-hmm. like, Melanie's starting to cry. It's going to make me cry. <laughs> Do it. Come on. I feel alone over here. <laughs> That's be- it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like to see, yeah. I wasn't the only one that was seeing the need here, that other people were loving. And then there was one of our other advocates is holding a baby of one of our families. And, and you could just see the love her and her husband had for this little tiny baby. And I just know they're going to be licensed. Before. <laughs> yeah. Before Foster they can care is contagious. I, mean, I said, I know how you can do that, like on a regular basis, you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But just just to see the love and, and the kinship family was there. Everybody was being loved on, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and and even the biological children of these families, they were getting just as much love as the foster children, the adoptive children, the children in kinship care, yeah. and um, and I think that's what it's all about: loving everybody involved. Yeah. Um, but the church stepping in was huge. And, yeah. And I've yeah. talked to two of those dads that are there being supported and like how they, like you talk about a care community or about people coming around them. And I mean, they light up and you can tell it's been a game changer yeah. for them and been something that's really like just ooh, a breath of fresh breathe. air. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's just beautiful. And, and yeah. makes me think about a little bit of what I shared this morning about like the Shalom that Christ brings us. And like, we get a chance to be that, that peace and that wholeness and completeness for people as well to, to bring that to them in this time and in the midst of chaos, bringing Shalom into that and and just being able to bring the peace that is from Christ. Um, Man, what a beautiful blessing Mm -hmm. it is to be able to do that for people and with people and them to be able to do that in turn with us as well. Yeah. You know, part of our single moms program is they attend this 
longstanding single mom support group that a local church hosts and facilitates. And and another episode will be launching where you can hear from, from the ladies who run that group. Yes. It's amazing. They are amazing. Um, but just connecting our single moms to these amazing women, to this ministry at this church and the impact that that's made in their lives. We had one of our single moms make the decision to be baptized Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Mel and I talk about measurements of success in this program. And I just can't get over the fact that, you know, there's not a higher measurement than eternity with Christ. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that's what, these intentional Melanie's tearing up again. That's what I'm thinking about. (laughs) Cause Lisa and I went to the baptism. I'm thinking about the baptism. Yeah. We just stood and sobbed next to each other. I cried that it's official. I'm a crier, (laughs) (laughs) but that's the heart behind hope bridge is that intentional relationship because that is what Jesus has done for us intentionally move towards us to be in relationship with us. And we're intentionally moving towards the people we're serving to be in relationship with them and to connect them to healthy relationship and community that will also move towards them and join them in their mess. And we all have it. And so we've just seen the church be the church and, and healthy community make the impact that healthy community makes. And, um, yeah, we're seeing it pour over into all of our programs and watching people that were feeling like maybe they're on an island alone. Now they have some lifeboats coming for them and Mm -hmm. to just see them continue then and to be able to keep going and move forward and press through has been really encouraging. Yeah, And it's been encouraging to see that other people want to join us Mm -hmm. and help be that light. Yeah, You know, it's not uncommon now for people to say, where can I fit in at Hope Bridge? What, you know, um, we, we decided to step into another County, um, because it was brought to our attention a couple of times. Again, it was God. It was different people that said, Hey, check out Carroll County, check out Carroll County. They really need some support down there. And then Brian and I went down and we spoke with some different people involved with children's services. And this one mom came up, she joined the meetings, foster mom. And she ended up reaching out to me saying, Hey, I'm willing to work down here. I, you know, I'm willing to like serve children's services, serve these families. I'm from here. And just to see her passion as a volunteer serving the families down in that county that I'm not from, that I'm not familiar with. Don't have the connections too. Yeah. And she has all these connections and she's just. She hit the ground running, trying to make connections, trying to serve the kinship families down in that county because they're full of kinship families. And uh, just seeing the way God has lit a fire under so many different people, mm-hmm. and giving yeah. them the heart to serve. It's a heart that He gave them. Like He gives us new hearts, hearts yeah. to serve and love others. And uh, to see the way that He's given other people that same heart to serve and care for others has been amazing because uh, we know we can't do it all ourselves. Um, <clears throat> And the needs keep coming, you know, it's not, you know, our phones keep bringing the text messages come and, you know, where do we have capacity? Where does our capacity stop? And then somebody else has to step in, Mm -hmm. which is hard because we tend to get FOMO and I don't want to miss out on anybody (laughs) that we serve. Um, I love that we settled on the name Hope Bridge for this organization because I feel like that's such a representation of what 
we've done and will continue to do is is be that bridge between individuals, the community, the church, yeah. people who want yeah. to step in and help and get involved, but they just don't know how and they don't know where. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I would like to leave everybody since this is Christmas. Um, and Melanie Are you going to sing? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. But talking about um, Christmas and the word hope, and I shared this with our church, um, Oh, Holy Night's always been my favorite carol. And especially the, the line, um, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. And I often think about the earth and, and creation being weary. Mm-hmm. And just when Jesus came and feeling that thrill of hope, you know, that hope that we could have. And how many of us are weary? How many of our families are weary? How many um, people working in this space are weary, and yet we can have that thrill of hope that Christ came down, Emmanuel, God with us, and we can give hope and have hope and continue on knowing it may be hard right now, but He's here. He came to earth, and He's coming back again. And what a great, great thing to remember at Christmas time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mentioned I'll link this in our show notes, but I just want to share some stats from our year and just some measurements that we do have of who we've impacted and how. And um, yeah, just share with you practically all that God has done. And so um, in our single moms program, we've served 17 moms Um, We've served over 500 children and foster adoptive and kinship families through um, our Hope Bridge and Foster Our Community Partnership. We've served 21 aged out youth in our local counties. Um, We have served about 190 children's service workers. We've delivered over 130 care packages to vulnerable children and families, whether that's a single mom, a foster family, kinship family, aged out youth. Um, We have four single mom homes. We have seven partner churches and we have launched eight care communities. And launched one pretty good podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Pretty darn good, if I do say so myself. Did you leave a review? I may or may not have given us five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we wrap up today, um, we just encourage you to check out our show notes for more links. Um, If you are looking for ways to do any any end of your giving, we will have our Give Butter link there. You can find us on social media at HopeBridge Ohio, and you can check out our webpage at HopeBridgeOhio.org. Thank you.